0: Glad that you could be here with us. We're going to look at God's higher ways in this Bible study, and we've been looking at several different ways that God's ways are higher than man's ways, and it's from Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And we like to look at man's ways are limited. God's higher ways are unlimited. A A police officer knocked on the door and the man answered and the police officer said to the man, we have a report of your dogs chasing people on bikes. And the owner of the dog said, that's impossible, officer. My dogs do not even own bikes. Sometimes man's ways are limited. You see that man first was, he was made in God's image. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, God said, let us make man in our own image. So God did that. And it says in verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And then it said in verse 28, God blessed them. But God did more than that. In in the second chapter of Genesis, God also instructed them. He warned them. He commanded them in the second chapter of Genesis, verse 16. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, I'm sorry, this is before Eve was even made. And the Lord, before you get married, this is what God gave Adam. God gave Adam a job tending the garden of Eden, and God gave Adam God's word. And this is what God's word was to Adam. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely eat die. We read not much later that man and woman did eat of that tree, and so they were separated. They died. The word died means separated. They were separated spiritually, and then after that, their bodies began a course of deterioration to where Adam and Eve both physically died. But but there are other limits when this nature, this fallen nature came upon man and was passed down uh, through the seed or the sperma from one to the other, from generation to generation. And it began to, not only in a physical limitation, but, but men and women are, are spiritually, uh, mentally, we, we limit ourselves. This limited nature kind of, it, it, it begins to uh, seep into all different areas of people's lives. We look at a, a lady named Sarah, and that was Abraham's wife. And these are some great people that uh, great people mentioned, but, but notice the limits in Sarah's thinking. God came down and fellowship with Abraham in Genesis chapter 18, and, and God said, where's Sarah, your wife? And, and Abraham said, behold, in the tent. And then God makes a proclamation. He said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And then the Bible said Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. She was like 90 therefore sarah notice the limited thinking the limited ways of of man sarah laughed within herself saying after i am waxed old shall i have pleasure my lord being old also and the lord said to abraham wherefore did sarah laugh saying shall i of a surety bear a child which am old and then god said something is anything too hard for the lord At the time appointed, I will return unto thee, according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. Sarah laughed within herself, so it wasn't out loud. Uh, But inside, can you imagine? She said, I don't think so. The factory's closed. Lord, no offense. Years ago. I made a remark to a fellow, uh, uh, a fellow, I believe it was a Bible school student. And I said something like, I don't want a Cadillac. Now, let me insert here that we had some uh, class, probably like a psychology of self-development class, some type of development class recently. So he responded and he said, well, then you will never have one then. Honestly, I did not want a Cadillac and not because I couldn't afford to purchase it, a used one anyway, but because of the high maintenance cost. But the well-meaning brother had a point from our recent class. You see, people, they'll just say, uh, you know, I don't want one of those Cadillacs or marriage or a marathon or a million dollars or a mansion. Because secretly, that limited thinking says, well, I'm never going to get it anyway. I couldn't do that. I can't attain to that. It's just out of my reach. So I'll just say, as a kind of a gentle cover-up to myself, I don't want it. You, you see, our limited thinking and our limited uh, ways of doing things, they basically, we tell ourselves, I can't do it. Uh, you know, hurt, have you ever heard this uh, saying, hurt people hurt people? If you've been hurt, you turn around and, and treat others the way you feel. Well, have you ever heard limited people limit people? That thinking of that limited thinking that I can't help it or I have this poor mentality. You know, broke is a, a, a physical or a broke is a, a financial uh, statement, isn't it? I have no money. I am broke. But poor is something else, poor is an attitude. So I'd rather be broke than poor i'd rather not be either but it's easier to change the broke than it is to change that limited thinking that says i'm poor i'm always going to be this way you see limited people limit people their thinking rubs off on others Moses in Numbers chapter 11, 4 to 6, this, these people that it came out with Israel out of Egypt, God delivered with this miraculous, uh, dividing of the Red Sea and the, and the saving through the Passover sacrifice of all of the, uh, firstborn of Israel while the firstborn of Egypt were slain. And God brought them out and he fed them with this amazing food called manna. They had MREs for 40 years. But it's said that they began to whine, if you please. Grown-up people weep. It's like a grown-up whining. And they, they, they began to look at the good old days back in uh, slavery in Egypt. You know, we can get a, a, a wrong view of our history, can't we? And they said, oh, we had the cucumbers and the fish and the melons and the leeks and the, and the, uh, and the garlic. And all we have now is this manna. And so Moses went to take it to the Lord and said, these people are complaining to me. So he goes to complain to God, right? And God said, okay, well, tomorrow in Numbers chapter 11, you can read this verse 18 to 23. I'm going to give you flesh to eat in the middle of the desert, right? And there might've been as many as 6 million people there. And so God said, I'm not going to give you for just a day or two days. I'm going to give you a month worth of of quail, of flesh to eat, of meat to eat. And I read one account where someone had done a calculation of how much that was going to be, and it might have been as many as 20 billion quail. Suffice to say, it was a lot of quail. It was a huge miracle. Now Moses, God bless Moses. He was an amazing man of God. But even for Moses, his limited thinking, he said, in verse twenty two of Numbers chapter eleven, shall the flocks and herds be slain for them to suffice them, or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered for them to suffice them? And the Lord said unto Moses, Is the Lord's hand wax short? Thou shalt see whether the, my word shall come to pass unto thee or not. You see, we are limited thinking, and, and even it can be Sarah or Moses, and, and, and don't so don't Be surprised if people have a hard time believing God. God's ways are higher ways. God is an unlimited God. See, the Bible's an amazing book. God is unlimited, but it does not tell you everything about God. If you go to the beginning in Genesis, it says in the first sentence in the first book, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, now notice, before the heaven and the earth were created, God was there. In the last chapter of the book, in the book of Revelation, in the last book of the Bible, in the last chapter of the book, you look to Genesis uh, Revelation chapter 22 and verse five, and you read that the, the redeemed of God, they shall reign forever and ever. Now, at the end of my Bible, after uh, Revelation finishes, chapter 22, someone typed in there, it's not the scripture, but someone typed in the end. And I copied someone else, and uh, Reverend Keckle said he crossed it out and put the beginning in his Bible. Well, I did too. I crossed it out and put the beginning. Why? Because God was unlimited before Genesis, and God is unlimited after Revelation. God's ways are unlimited before, after, but God's ways are unlimited now. You see, the way that we get this, we've got man's limited thinking, God's unlimited ways, man's limited ways. How do we change it? Well, we got to put God's ways in man. You see, a man went to the entrance of this exclusive club and the sign said, no tie, no entry. So disappointed, he he walked back to his car to find a tie and, and he couldn't find a tie. All he found was a set of jumper cables. So he wrapped the jumper cables around his neck like a tie and he walked up to the bouncer at the club's door and he said, how's this? The bouncer eyes him and he said, Okay, I'll let you in, but just don't try and start anything. See, the gospel is introduced by God who's unlimited to man who's unlimited for God. To start something in us. For God to give us those jumper cables. If you didn't get that joke, go back and listen to it again. But God wants to start something in us. He wants to put the power of God in us. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. The power of God. To change man's limitations to God's unlimited nature. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 19 said, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? To usward who believe, there's that power of faith again in God, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought or worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places now it's interesting the gospel deals with jesus christ and he paid for our sins dying on the cross shedding his blood to redeem man to redeem the loss of man to redeem man's limited nature And take him back to God, to connect him back to a relationship with a living God, with an unlimited God. And the way that you come to God, and the way you get back to this nature, and the new nature, and those old things are passed away, all things have become new, is to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. And they said, and thou shalt be saved. Believe that what? God raised Jesus from the dead. That's impossible, right? You're right, it's unlimited. But that's the kind of confession, that's the kind of belief that Peter had when Peter stepped out of that boat at the words of Jesus and walked on the water. It was an unlimited God, and Peter's limited thinking was challenged, right? By God's unlimited ways. I'd like to leave you with this illustration. There is a true story of a man named Cliff Young. He was born in Australia in February eighth, nineteen twenty-two, during the you know just before the Great Depression. The third of seven children. The family farm was about two thousand acres and had approximately two thousand sheep. So Young Cliff was forced to round up the sheep on foot, and I'm not even making this up. When he was young, because the family was poor during the Depression and could not afford horses so fast forward to 1983 the 61 year old cliff young is a potato farmer and he shows up to compete in a race an ultra marathon called the westfield sydney to melbourne ultra marathon it was two between these two uh shopping malls called the westfield shopping malls one in sydney and one in melbourne they were 544 miles apart long race so Cliff Young is 61 years old. He shows up to compete in overalls, work boots, without his dentures in, later claiming that they rattled when he ran. So the, the race starts and he takes off at this low kind of loping pace and he trailed the pack by a large margin at the end of the first day. While the other competitors, though, at the end of the day slept for six hours, Cliff kept running. He ran continuously for five days, taking the lead during the first night and winning by 10 hours. He claimed afterwards that he was uh, thinking like he was running after sheep trying to outrun a storm. He broke the old record by almost two days, and he didn't even know that there was a prize, which was around $10,000. So he split the, the prize up between the five other competitors that finished the race Keeping none for himself. And why did I share that story? Because here's a guy that nobody thought was going to win. But you see, he had some unlimited thinking, didn't he? He wasn't limited by what others saw. He was older. He wasn't uh, uh, look. He didn't look professional. He didn't have teeth. Uh, he didn't run as fast. But he kept going. And it's interesting. There's a verse of scripture. And let me leave you with this. God's higher ways are unlimited. Man's ways are limited. There's a verse that says, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So a preacher, I'm looking for that day on a calendar. There's another day. There's this is the day, but there's another day. It's that someday. Have you ever said, well, someday? Someday I'm going to do this. Someday I'm going to do that. You know, that's not on a calendar either. But maybe your someday should be today, this day. When you settle in your heart that you say, well, you know what, I can't do it, but there's a verse in in the book of Philippians that says, I can do all things, notice this, through Christ which strengtheneth me. All things unlimited. Why don't you make this day? Why don't you take this? This is the day that I'm going to break out of the limited thinking, break out of the limited ways. I'm going to do something that I don't think I could do with the help of God. You know that I believe that you can. And I believe that if you say that this is my day, that the Lord hath made, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something with the help of God that I didn't think that I could do. I'm going to change my life today. I can do all things, all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I believe you will. Man's ways are limited. God's ways are unlimited. God bless you.